down to the white meat. Welcome to today's episode of Down to the White Meat, the podcast. I'm C. Anderson, your co-host, here with your other co-host, Ms. Nakia Lowry. We are both a licensed professional counselors, and we are so glad that you chose to spend this time with us. Today we're doing something just a little different. Um, this episode is, is about good grief. Um, we have both experienced, just as you have, so many changes um, from last, well, since last week, notably the shooting of Mr. James Blake, the shooting of two protesters in Wisconsin, and also the recent death of Mr. Chadwick Bozeman. And so we wanted to take this time to honor you all and how you may be feeling and how you may be coping on top of the stressors uh, that COVID-19 uh, continues to bring. So, Nakia? Yes, me? This is, this is an opportunity for, for us to support and normalize some stuff yes. that's going on right now, girl. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I would say even just even on top of just being living black in America, like we already yeah, like that's that's without saying we know that like that's just baseline, <laughs> right? All this other stuff. <laughs> baseline for us is like black in America. Yeah. Then yes, yes. Um. So interestingly enough, the day that I think it was the morning after James Blake was shot. I, I hadn't heard, but I woke up the that Tuesday morning and I put on this t-shirt that was gifted to me by a follower. It, and the shirt says enough 1619 to 2020. So I, I was like, oh I'm gonna wear this shirt today. I'm gonna work in this shirt. And so I pull up my my tablet and there's the story of James Blake being shot seven times in the back the previous evening and I just I just said nothing you know is coincidence not even me choosing to don this shirt today yeah <sighs> yeah. yeah so it was like that experience juxtaposed to Rittenhouse the, the shooter, shooter? Mm -hmm. oh, God. the two people that he killed and then the the response to that, right, him being painted as his hero, him washing, I'm sorry, graffiti. Um, Even the way that the media referred to him as a 17-year-old kid. Yeah. Right, he's a teen, but but we look at Trayvon Martin, when, when his story broke, he was an assailant. He was a hooded figure. He was a you know, a grown man, essentially. So two very different realities. But, you know, we kind of already know that this exists, but a lot of people listening may not realize that the media, the media does a job of presenting stories the way that they see fit. Yes. We also had the March on Washington in D.C., the, the, that protest. And then... 
Chadwick Boseman, who's played amazing figures, historical and both fictional, like Thurgood Marshall, like Jackie Robinson, James Brown, um, and one of my favorites, the Black Panther, T'Challa. Mm. Yes. Not only was he a great performer, but he was also a human a humanitarian, and he was a son of Howard University, a fellow Bison. And to learn that for four years, while he's working essentially making appearances, he was still battling stage four colon cancer. Yes. Yeah. Devastating. Mm. Wow. Wow. I just want to hold space for people right now that are grieving or feeling heavy, um, who are struggling, who are tired, who are hurt. Lost. Who are lost, who are confused, who are scared. Yes. I remember just in talking about um, Chadwick because I, I, his death hit me in a way that very few celebrities or, you know, people that I don't have personal connections with would hit me. But there was just something about his spirit and his energy that was just so captivating and you just felt you felt his essence, like he, that's yeah. like one of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it felt, it felt like, you know, we, like he we hear of, <laughs> right, we hear of celebrity deaths, you know, often, unfortunately, and death is a part of life, but when I saw that he had passed, you felt like a friend, like a brother, like a mentor, a family member had right. just transitioned. Hmm. <sighs> Yeah, that was hard. Um, and I saw so many of our friends and followers, uh, other people that we probably follow on social media, change their profile pictures or post, you know, in their feeds and their stories, uh, mm-hmm. pictures of him and, and really profound quotes or snippets of his speeches and, you know, moments where he just gave to other people. You know, you I think especially in today with the climate that we live in, in 2020, that was just another blow that 2020 dealt us. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about how do we get, how do we get through? How do we get through a time where nothing is off limits. Things are just continuing to happen. 
How do we get through? That is today's question. One thing I want to say is I want people to recognize when they are hurting and don't feel like they have to be a certain way. Yeah. Not only that, but you don't have to rush through your feelings. Like, it's almost like I should be okay. If you're not okay, you're not okay. There's no, you know, timeline to grief. There's no timeline to pain. Yeah. And so I did, I want to say to, you know, our listeners that what you're feeling is okay. It's normal. Mm. Grief is a normal part of loss. I think it's important that they also know that grief isn't just associated with the loss of a person. Right. Right. Grief. Yeah. Grief can be the loss of a job, the loss of a status, right? The loss of a certain quality of life. And I'm seeing people adversely impacted by uh, the COVID uh, layoffs that are grieving the fact that they no longer have a certain level of income right. or they, their, their way of life has changed. So all of those things are valid. You know, if our listeners are out there struggling or grieving with just the change that's happening right now, I realized today um, I was on a flight back and I realized that it's been so long since I've just been able to walk around and see people's entire face. Mm. Oh, they didn't have masks on. They did. Oh. But I'm saying oh, it's okay. been... so you weren't able to. So it's yeah. you were able yeah. to. Yeah, right? Like how much life and communication is in the face. Yes. I often think about that. Yeah. And paying and we... very close attention now to eyes even more yes. so. Mm-hmm. And body language. Smiling behind that mask right now. Right. So I see the little, you know, the eyes curled, you know, on the side. Yeah. yeah. That's been, you know, that's also a loss because we're losing a sense of connection to our fellow man. Yes. Yeah. Things are just different right now. And I'm well, sure and that we, they're. We can't forget about the children too, though. And, and yeah. really holding space for them and recognizing, even I'm thinking about the loss of graduations, the law, you know, um, yes, these very monumental steps mm-hmm. you know, that, that they weren't able to experience, you know, even the yeah. loss of that socialization of being able to first day of school. Right. <laughs> and then your friends and right. Do you remember like when you moved into your freshman dorm, like, you know, that whole experience is, I had one, one family say that, they had 45 minutes to take their daughter and move in on campus, like to move all her stuff in. Wow. No proper good goodbye. No, you know, <sighs> a lot, 2020. A been, yeah, there's been a quite a bit of shifting and adjusting. It is a lot. It is a lot. And I want people to know that they're not alone. Right. And not to minimize And you know, we do that in our community. We do that in black culture. We don't recognize the weight of loss, even when we lose 
actual people, we often go, mama wouldn't want you to be sad, you know. Yes. Your uncle wouldn't want you to cry. You know, so we stifle that emotional expression when it's very needed and valid and acceptable right. and appropriate. And so I hope that our listeners know that even right now with whatever they may be facing in their respective uh, situations, that grief, the way that they want to uh, experience it, the way that they express it, it's valid and it's okay. And that goes for anybody, you know, listening. You know, I know that this show is very much about helping our um, people, people that look like us heal. But this is global. Yes. You know, this is this is global. This is not just us, although the implications are different for us. But this experience right now is just human. It is. Yes. Mm. So how do we how do we help them move forward, see, in a in a or navigate, maybe they're not even like I said before, I don't wanna contradict what I said before. There's no there's no timeline right. for some of the steps that can help right. propel us forward in a way. If right. You- so Nikita, you're absolutely right that there there is no timeline, but what we want to encourage people not to do is to get stuck or to uh, find themselves in a pit, mm-hmm. in a pit almost, because that's really difficult to pull folks out of. Um, and so that's when we kind of talk about resilience and And for those of you who aren't familiar with the concept or the term, uh, resilience is a process of adapting and adapting well, right? In the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, Mm -hmm. uh, threats or or sources of of just stress, workplace, family, health, right? All of those things. Um, Like Nakia mentioned a few moments ago about being aware that's a, a very large part of starting to build resilience in your circumstance is you being consciously aware of what you are doing and what's happening in the moment. Being aware. Next, paying attention, right? So once you're aware, paying attention to your body, right? Using your body as feedback for your feelings. Uh, For instance, are you having heart palpitations? Are you feeling tightness in your chest, in your throat? Um, Does your stomach ache? Are you having uh, aches and pains, you know, in your body, tingling sensations? Uh, Nikhil, what else would you say is is great to be aware of as feedback from your body? Trouble sleeping, trouble concentrating. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, you find yourself being very forgetful or disorganized, struggling to maintain kind of that routine that you normally would, or you find yourself mm-hmm. kind of off, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you already mentioned digestive. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I, yeah, I think the focusing is the only other real big piece I, I would, okay. and not sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. 
And and I know. Well, that would be a part of digestive. I was going to say not eating, but that's a part okay. Of yeah, yeah, right. So that change in in appetite or disturbance right. in sleep, right. those are two very big factors that we often ask. You know, when we get folks into the office, um, you know, find, that's not. Well, I was going to say also finding yourself becoming very irritable. Yes. Mm-hmm. And not knowing why. Right. Yeah. Um, next is acceptance, right? Embracing whatever change it is. And embracing isn't uh, all rainbows and flowers and frolicking through a field, right? Um, right. Embracing means radical acceptance that you're accepting what is. So you're recognizing what has happened and what is versus living in an alternate reality, wishing it was different. And it's not. So being able to say, this is what has happened. So embracing whatever, you know, the change, the changes that has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, next would be after you are aware, we have your identifying this uh, feedback that your body is giving you about what you're feeling and you've accepted the the reality, whether that's a job loss or whether that's, um, you know, any type of grief, any type of loss or change. And then you have to have a very proactive sense of, of taking care of yourself, nourishing yourself. Self-care is so big and self-care isn't just a bubble bath or, or getting your nails done. Self-care can look like boundaries, time away, time off. It can look like saying no to things. It can look like ridding yourself of certain relationships or habits or, or things that aren't helpful or healthy for you. Taking care of you, putting you first, right? So nourishing yourself, um, remaining connected to positive relationships. The, the, the most damaging thing that, that you can do is to have someone who is rubbing whatever has happened in your face or continuously bringing it up, you know, because like that affects your energy or your mood or your, your vibe, your spirit, however you like to refer to the exchange of those kinds of communication. So who are the people that you can be around who won't say, yeah, so you lost your job, I, you know, or yeah, so you're, you know, so-and-so died or I just, I don't know when this COVID is going to be over, right? You may not want to spend time around that person. Or trying to push you into a space where you're not ready to be. Yeah. Or you know what? You know you need to just get over it. Right. Yeah. So who are the supportive people? Who are the people that say, you know, dang, this is, this is hard. This is tough. But, but we're going to make it through. You're not by yourself. You know, we got you. You know, we love you. We care about you. That is a big difference from someone saying, I mean, you're not the only one going through something. Oh, that's my pet peeve. (laughs) (laughs) Get over it. You, you ain't the only one experiencing difficulty. 
It's either that or comparing trauma or comparing who has it worse. Well, when I, you know, when my so-and-so passed or when I did or experienced this, you know, mine was far worse. Mm, no, we're not, we're not going to, we're not going to compare. That is so dismissive. Oh, and, and it just minimizes whatever you're going through. It's not helpful at all. At all. I think in those moments, Nakia, it's important for people to think about, and Chadwick Bozeman said this in his commencement speech at Howard University. One of the things he said was knowing your purpose, right? Your life's purpose is so important because your purpose will carry you through, past, beyond, over life's changes and circumstances, right? Jobs will change. Uh, friends will come and go. Yeah. You, you'll move from state to state, right? You'll always kind of be in transition. We're never staying in one place at the same time. However, your life's purpose essentially is, is, is what it is. So I want to encourage people to focus on what their life's purpose is so that regardless of the change, right? It's easier. Uh, you're more able to adapt to what's happening because who you are, your purpose has not changed. I, th I think that is a, a, is so pertinent to your like self, mm. uh, not self-awareness. What's the other term? Self-actualization. Yes. Yes. And in those steps, the remaining calm, using your body as feedback, accepting what is, nourishing yourself, taking care of yourself, building positive uh, relationships and finding your life's purpose in the face of it. I'm sorry, in the face of adversity um, is brought to you all by the lovely Susan Taylor. Um, but I thought that those were were beautiful ways to do very simple but impactful uh, skills, tools, uh, abilities that doesn't put a big burden on, on someone that's already going through. You know, get up, start something new. No, we're not doing all that. We're not doing all that. There's some very yeah, I, simple things. I think it's important to um, to understand what re resilience looks like for you. Yeah. Yes. Just because, and I'm just going to use uh, Chadwick as an example, just because okay. he made the decision to push through, mm -hmm. you know, in the face of just the suffering that he was going through with battling cancer, doesn't mean that that's what your resiliency looks like. And not to feel guilty because that's not, you're not able to do it. Right. Yeah. Not feeling guilty because it looks different. Yes. That's good. That's good. Um, I think so often we allow comparison to steal our progress. Right. Yeah, don't compare your walk, your, my favorite quote, uh, I tell my, 
my daughter this all the time. I tell her, run your own race. Run your own race. It looks different for you. It's not going to be like anybody else. But if you can focus on running your own race, staying on the path that you are on, then you don't have time to compare and feel guilty or feel less than or feel, you know, like the odd man out because or you're not doing enough. Right. Yeah. I will say that, you know, me and C were kind of talking before we started and I brought up that my, you know, resiliency for me has changed over time. And so mm-hmm. there would have been a point where I'm, you know, I would have like may have felt, well, I, I did. I felt very guilty when I wasn't doing a lot. And so I probably, uh-huh. at, a, at another point in my life, I probably would have been, uh, because the other thing I was saying is how I was cringing at the videos that people were putting up and kind of pointing a finger at others and getting on their soapbox and talking about how you're not doing enough. And look what Chadwick did. And if you're not mm-hmm. doing it, you're not doing enough. I could, I would, I could see like in, at a time where I would be one of those people because I felt mm-hmm. like yeah. if you're not working hard, you know, then the brain work for people was I'm, I'm a Jamaican because I always had like five jobs. <laughs> so I felt like if I'm doing all this stuff, yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's how I, I maintain my resiliency. But yeah. yes, and, and busy. Yeah. Now for me, good. Actually, resiliency is taking a break. Hello. And look, on fr- Friday at five o'clock. Done. There ain't no more phone calls for this practice. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, and resiliency. You brought up a really good point, Nakia, because you said resiliency, right? That looks like rest to you. So many people get caught up in busyness, right? Yep. When busyness is not synonymous with productivity. Exactly. And so for a lot of us, uh, busyness can, is, a, is a distraction from what's coming up or what we don't want to deal with intrinsically or subconsciously. And busyness is another way to control and manipulate the circumstances around us, right? So I know for me, like you just said, I was all, girl, my calendar, my day planner was chalk, and also if I was feeling out of control or things are going on I would immediately start cleaning like I'm cleaning everything because that's what I can put my hands on that's what I can control right so 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 exactly what you said that as you grow right and healing doesn't stop growing doesn't stop until you expire in transition so it's great that your resilience looks different over time you know because of maturation and you doing your own work that's healthy right that's healthy yeah that's healthy i just you know for those listening to this episode and we said that this is a little different today we just want you all to to just take time and be able to feel and be present in your own skin to be in your own body not to be worried about uh, what's happening uh, outside your, your window right now or if you're in your car, um, you know, not being concerned with all those things, but taking time to breathe deeply, to sit quietly, to feel 
your own feelings, not to run from them, not to stuff or minimize or excuse them because that's growth and that's human and we need that and you deserve to be able to give that gift to yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I know for me, uh, my favorite role from Chadwick is actually when he played Thurgood Marshall. That movie was amazing. Um, And I can't forget James Brown. (laughs) And you know what, Nakia? I was headed to the airport uh, the day that he passed, and I'm listening to James Brown, and I go, Dang, I said, Chadwick killed this bro. I said, he sounds just like James Brown. And that night I saw the the, the press release uh, about his transition. And I said, wow, like nothing is coincidence. We're all connected on some level. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And so I feel like we can connect and we can heal each other as well. Our ancestors, girl. Girl, they don't be playing. And he, look, he's an ancestor now. Yes. Yeah. So there is beauty in that, if you, you know, if you see it in in those terms. Yeah, there Um, is. There is. However, we would have liked to have him here a bit longer. Of course, of course. (laughs) And, you know, we send our condolences out to his uh, wife and his family and his personal uh, friends and acquaintances. We know we, you know, if, if we're feeling his, his loss this deeply, we cannot imagine what you all are feeling. So we do send our condolences and, and wishes for, um, you know, for your peace and your own healing uh, during this time and respect your privacy as well. So, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. <laughs> to be so young, but to have such a great impact. Uh, I watched a video of, it was Chad and Jimmy Fallon, and they were doing this, this like, not a prank, but they were behind the curtain, and they got random people to talk to the poster for Black Panther at the movie to say how much they enjoyed it, how much they liked the movie. And people were like, uh, you know, it was almost like they were giving him his flowers while he was still alive and still listening. And then he would pop from behind the curtain um, and people's expression. Like it just, it was so dope to watch. Like he just seemed like an amazing person. And, and I know that, you know, the world is really in need of that kind of spirit, that kind of energy right now, yes. <laughs> more than ever, more than ever. So I want to encourage people, like, just, you know, love folks and, you know, be kind to people. Um, You know, you just don't know what tomorrow will bring. And you don't know the inner struggle or battles that people are fighting. So when we make assumptions like people did when he was, um, he was, he had posted pictures where he was, you could tell that he was thinning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so I know for me, I was like, oh, he must be preparing for a hell of a role. Um, right. Um, because nobody came out and said anything. And I was, I, now I know why, but I'm, I'm grateful that he had people surrounding him that 
that were able to cover him and honor his wishes not to divulge his personal medical information. So you just never know what somebody's going through. Yeah, they they were definitely his strength. I can imagine, mm-hmm. I mean, if he had divulged in all the 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 potential negative energy that Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm so glad you said that. I'm yes. so glad you said that. He was probably protecting his energy. Yeah, yeah. People I mean, even in the speculation, I was reading some of them comments talking about he need a meal, and you know, just ridiculous comments. Not necessary. Mm. Why do we do that? Why do we do that to people when we we have no idea what they're going through? Yeah. Oh, disgusting. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, for those of you out there, um, we're going to post uh, grief resources in this description. So once you finish listening, you can go there and connect with a therapist if you need to um, even maybe assess whether your grief is uh complicated or uncomplicated, severe, or if you're kind of trucking along in that process. Um, we just want to be able to provide you all with with resource um, and, uh, you know, and let you know that you're not by yourself in this. And <laughs> therapists are human, too. <laughs> we are human, too. I'm trying to cope. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. Really, the, the not even the you know, something that we go through as therapists is is really dealing with that secondary trauma that, you know, because mm-hmm. we're showing up for our clients and we're hearing all of their pain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we have to manage our pain and some these same types of feelings that we have to go through in dealing with that are likely happening to a lot of you by seeing all of the things that we're seeing on social media. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so what Nikki is talking about is vicarious trauma, which means that you can experience and have some of the very same responses to somebody else's difficulty that you would have if it were in fact happening to you personally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And that's real too, whether it's a family member that we're watching go through something, whether it's what we're seeing on TV and what we're exposed to um, repeatedly, right? Like the killings and, um, the police brutality and and those things all of those things uh can cause people to have uh, secondary trauma and so you're just as 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 worthy and uh as anybody else to go and you know speak to someone or monitor your own symptoms and things like that just because it didn't happen to you it doesn't mean that you don't feel it and you don't experience it so so look out for that as well. And as you can well. have very real tra- trauma symptoms from that. Mm-hmm. Flashbacks, nightmares, yes. sweats, um, anxiety, panic attacks. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and, and this is a time also to just kind of check on your neighbor. Uh, by neighbor, I mean anybody that's not in your home, uh, whether it's relative or or non-relative and pay attention to your children and the children around you and how they're doing right now. So if they can't sleep, if they're complaining of tummy aches, 
if they're if they're acting out of character, um, can't really verbalize what they're feeling, um, you know, just kind of pay attention and, and, and have some compassion towards them because they may be struggling with how to say, I hate COVID. I want to go to school. I miss my friends. Right. I hate being at home. And now Black Panther is dead. They'll, they'll be struggling with that. So just kind of, you know, take it easy and show a little extra patience with your little ones because they need, they need that compassion too. So. Definitely. I'm glad you said, I mean, I, you know, brought it up a little bit, but to just re- bring that home, because we often do, we forget about the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, and we min- we kind of minimize, well, you know, their little world is so, it's not that serious. They don't, they don't get it. They don't understand or, you know, they can't but possibly they're, yeah. struggling. They're, but they're little people. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they're little people. Recognize that, yes. Yeah, they have emotions and worries, and and even when you don't have direct conversations with them, they can tell. You know, they can they can feel. They're perceptive. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know, we want to be able to teach them uh, how to regulate their emotions, how to express their feelings, and for them to know at an early age that it's okay. And I want to know how you feel and what you're feeling. And don't be afraid to have these conversations thinking that you don't want to make it worse. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you trying to shelter them because if they're, I would say if, you know, if they're, if you're recognizing some of the things that uh, C said, or even if they come to you and, and are making comments to allow them that space and to listen and kind of take it from there. If you're feeling, you know, concerned that you're, you're by you saying certain things might traumatize them, kind of, you know, give you, they'll, they'll kind of lead in a sense, like you, they'll tell you what, where they're at mentally, like what they're, what they're thinking mm-hmm. and, and address it from there. Yeah. Yeah. So, but don't ignore it. Yeah. Don't ignore it. Yeah. Don't ignore it. So, um, Nikita, did you have any final words um, for our viewers? viewers our listeners um did you have any final words for our listeners today just that we understand you know um you can also reach out you know we'll have resources on the page but if there's anything that you'd like to comment about if you even if it's you know maybe you don't see what you're looking for uh, you can certainly reach out. Um, I believe there's a way to, there's either to record a message on the app or we also mm-hmm. have down to the white me at gmail.com. And that's down the number two, T H E white me at gmail.com. Awesome. If you ever want to leave us a direct message, um, that is the most direct route to discuss any topic on the show. So, so we're yeah. here for you guys. Uh, this is a part of life, just like any other topic that we've covered. This just happened to be not so fun, but we want you all to know that we, we see you, we hear you, we thank you for your comments, for your suggestions, for your feedback. We wish you all a peaceful, pleasant week with 
new possibilities and and just health right now. I'm just wishing everybody health because uh, mm, 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 mm. it's valuable. Well, that's this episode of Down to the White Meat, and we'll see you soon.